0: You are listening to Fellowship Around the Table.
1: All right, welcome to the weekly chat. I'm your host today, Heath Casey, and joining me again this week is our lead pastor, Eric Bryan. Eric?
0: Am I supposed to say go Cowboys based (laughs) on the last time we talked? Okay. (laughs) There you go.
1: I'm hoping they have a good season. I'm always hopeful for... (laughs) Oklahoma fans to have success. There you go. (laughs) Well, uh, we were starting a conversation last week about Engage, Pursue, Share. And last week we talked about what it is to be a church family. And you kind of laid the foundation for why we talk about Engage, Pursue, Share. But this week I want to focus in on that first one, and that's Engage. It gets thrown around a lot, Engage the Bible. But in, in Bibles, even in our name, we talked about that last week, Fellowship Bible Church, but why are we so adamant about the Bible around here? Why is that so important to our faith? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. Simple question. Eric. Oh
0: my gosh. All right. So I, I think there's two reasons, Heath. One is, and I'm just gonna give the the cookies on the bottom shelf up front, eternal and effective. Mm. So the Bible's eternal. Now I'm gonna quote a, a verse for you that's not exactly talking about the inscripturated word of god per se yeah it is talking about the word of god right which is what we have in the pages of scripture isaiah 48 40 verse 8 the grass withers the flower fades but the word of our god will stand forever you want timeless truth that's that's the literal definition in the scriptures of it <laughs> so why is it important one it's eternal as opposed to all the transient words every other word that's out there other than the bible is is passing yep. eventually and the second is effective the bible second timothy 3:16 and 17 says the scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man or woman of god may be complete equipped for every good work mm. my dear departed dad used to say the Bible has all of our answers either in principle or precept. Mm. You know, you can turn to the Word of God and you can see a principle in there or an actual precept, to do not do, those kinds of things. And you get God's roadmap for, for life that yeah. way. And so it's eternal and it's, it's effective. I love that. Yeah. That's why we go there.
1: Yeah. I having grown up in the faith around a lot of DTS teachers, including yourself, I think there was an old professor that used to say, God has spoken and he has not stuttered. Yeah, exactly. No (laughs) stutters. No stutters. Yeah. So we take it serious around here and that's part of engaging it. We're going to engage it in all the things that we do in our gatherings, in community, but we also encourage individuals to get engaged. And we use that word engage- a lot of times we might say, you know, you might hear around Christianity or study your Bible, read your Bible, but this word is a little different, right? Why are we saying engage the Bible?
0: So l- let me ask you a question. Okay. how You and Shay, how long have you been married? Just over 20 years. Okay. But right. before you got married, you got what? We you, get, oh, you we got, got engaged. Engaged. And what just, what did that mean to you that you
1: got engaged? Oh, to to this great woman, great woman. You know, it meant in my mind we had not taking marriage vows, but we were committed to getting married. Amen.
0: That's so engaging is more than just saying, you know, a distant kind of relationship with something. It's an all in, I'm in. Yeah. I'm I'm actively in kind of a thing. That's really, if you look up the word engage, um, it means to occupy or attract or involve and participate and become involved in. Yeah. So to engage the Bible means that. So when we engage the Bible, we do it because of what I just said, because where else do we go right? other than the Bible to show us who, what the Word of God is and to show us the way? So that's why we engage it. And I know we may talk about ways we can do that, but... At a base level, that's that's the reason why.
1: And going back to what you said, I mean it's fundamental to our faith because we believe this is inspired revelation from God mm-hmm. without error and it's eternal and effective, just like you said.
0: Yeah. I I've nerd I'm gonna nerd out for Please a second do. here. You might have been one who helped compile this, so you you're you're guilty as charged there too. <laughs> But in our doctrinal statement, which, which really is nothing more than a man-made compilation of biblical truth. We're just trying to piece together, stitch together what the Bible says about stuff. In the in this excerpt about the Bible, it says the scriptures are authoritative and without error in any category of knowledge and are of supreme and final authority mm. in all matters about which they speak. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I'm like, okay. There, there's my answer. That's where we turn.
1: That's right. And, you know, recently we went through the book of Daniel, which really, as you work through that, it really makes you stop and think, can I take God at his word? Because it says some amazing things in there. That's right. And that even allowed us some time on Sunday morning to talk even hermeneutics and how we interpret the Bible. And yeah. it's foundational for us. And I love the language that you use that is linear. It's literal, linear, and linguistic. Yeah, I mean, that's the framework that we're going to go and interpret the Bible. But at the end of the day, it's because of all these things you said, we believe this is literally God's word.
0: So let me ask you a question, Heath, since you're you're the guy who Daniel 9 kind of really did a slightly deeper dive into hermeneutics, you know, for us, which was awesome. Why do you think, when you think of engaging the Bible, like, why is it important that 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 stuff matters that you just talked about.
1: First of all, another piece that we didn't talk about is that it's alive and powerful,
0: uh, and right? Yes, and and so right. it's
1: sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, it's a j- joint and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I believe it's alive and powerful and that by engaging it, you are hearing from the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it. There's something about his word And we have that written revelation that we hold to, but it's by his word, he created everything. And it's by his word that he holds it all together. And then it was his word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. There's something about God's word, right? Yeah, That's the agent for all this stuff. So what would you say...
0: And, and you're good about this because you have a phrase that it's it's sort of a catchphrase for you that I think is really helpful, and it's got the word humble effort in yep. it. What do you say to the person who says, okay, Heath, you know, I'm tracking with you, this all sounds awesome, but then I open my Bible and it's like, oh, engage, yeah. what do, I do, what do here? I do Is it too hard? All this stuff that. You know, we may have heard. Yeah.
1: That phrase. What would you um, say to that person? Well, I would say this phrase, and I did not come up with this. I had it in my journal from years ago, and I cannot to this day find out who said it. Well, when when you're (laughs)
0: preaching, you just say, someone has said. (laughs)
1: That's right. (laughs) What's the old joke about if you copy one person, it's plagiarism, but if you copy a bunch of people, it's research? Amen.
0: (laughs) That's how I process it, I mean. But anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, the Bible is able to be understood with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's first and foremost. Literally, the Holy Spirit's called the helper. Jesus says, I'm going to send the helper. And it's the spirit that illuminates mm. the truth from God's word mm. to an individual. And then, so with the help of the Holy Spirit, with humble effort, you can't just put the Bible under your pillow and sleep on it. It it, it takes some effort and some humility, you, you come to the word with humility. I think there's a correlation between growing and understanding of who the Lord is and humility. Mm-hmm. And the minute the humility disappears, I think that growth starts to fade. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a connection there. And then for me, the last part, ordinary means you do not have to go to seminary to engage the Bible. The resources you need, this is a beautiful thing about Ephesians four. It lists these gifts, that, that Jesus gave to the church and the purpose of the gifts are to equip the believers to do the work of ministry, not to hire professionals to do ministry, but they are given these gifts. Okay. And we can go through that list, but one of those gifts is teaching. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe the local church has every resource it needs for every believer who needs help. And I know that about this church. We are, blessed with a multitude of wonderful teachers. Right. And so part of, you know, I, okay, I'm going to engage the Bible. How do I do this? You've got to ask for help because so much of this, even my own life, it's done with another person. It's done in community. That's right. And we have so many opportunities and resources within this church to help you. You just have to kind of roll up your sleeves and and get going.
0: Yeah. And just to tag one comment onto what you said, and I am a guy who does have seminary education. Yeah. Yeah. And I would never say that it wasn't a precious, wonderful thing, and it still is. And I draw on its my training pretty much every day in some ways. But you know what? In my own in my own kind of quiet time in the Word, when I'm not like doing it to prepare a sermon or anything else, it's a learner's spirit that I bring to the (laughs) to the event right there. The experience that I'm having with the Lord in the Word, and I just say, Lord, open my eyes. Uh, Psalm 119 has a verse, I think verse 18, to see wondrous things from your word. Have this awe and this learner spirit to say, yeah, show me what you've got. Because if when I bring in preconception and everything else, but then when I look at it with that fresh eyes, I, I see these incredible things. And it it's sort of a self-perpetuating thing. You want to get more. It just sort of you know, tweaks your hunger to to get more, to get more and more. So, but that's the humble side of it. Don't go into it. We're all at a level ground. Just be hungry, have a learner spirit, ask the questions of the text. Like, what do I see here? Oh, wow. Look, he said such and so topic like seven times in seven verses. That must be important. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing.
1: I've This is anecdotal, my 20 years, but when I've come along somebody – that is just putting in some humble effort, God rewards it. I know. It's just, just, I have no doubt about that. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's amazing. What does the Hebrews passage say? You must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of of those who seek him. him. That's right. Yes. And I think he is. And a lot of that reward is further illumination of who he is, further revealing and deeper truths. And I think you would, I mean, I'll just ask you as you think about your early days in the faith and starting to think about it for yourself and getting in the word, how many times have you gone over the same passages and think, wow, I've never seen that before. Oh yeah. It's just
0: when I was sort of owning my faith as, as a, my own person in college, which was great growth years. It was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, look at this new thing. Look at this new thing. And then now at 56, I, I can get into the word. And if I come at it, Humbly, like you said, and I rely on the Spirit. I just see these incredible things. I I I probably say it once a week. I I've been looking at this passage for years and years, and I never saw this. That's right.
1: quote unquote. <laughs> so really awesome. Yeah. So, what are some of the ways in this local body that we have opportunities to help people engage the Bible?
0: Well, lots of them, really. And yet, when I say that, I'm going to tell you, I think we have lots of room to improve sure, as a church, to to really help people do more and more of this. But the ones that exist today—so Sunday morning, you know, we engage the Bible, and uh, as our friend Mike Cunningham talks about, you know, when you lift the hood as a preacher yeah. to, to let people see how you came to an interpretation or what you saw in the text is helpful. So that's—but I would say that's the— probably the least in-depth way is the Sunday morning preaching event, as it were. But then we have small groups, which should be carrying out that mission statement or that function statement we talked about, engage the Bible together. I know some track sermon series, some open books of the Bible, just engage the word together. We have Bible studies, men, I know you're probably still involved or have been involved in a Thursday morning one. Yep. We got a Tuesday morning one. Women meet at different times. And, and then
1: there's then there's lots of these little meetings within our church. Yeah. We joke about... We uh, don't know. We don't know. Yeah. but And whether it's a... The New York Bagel. New York Bagel or Panera, Panera. Those were... Those, FBC <laughs> South. FBC and South, North all that. And... You <laughs> walk in and you see a group of men from Fellowship Bible Church, Bibles out engaging the word together. Love it. Love yeah. it.
0: And then impact classes. I know a, an area that's near and dear to your heart, and you've been incredibly instrumental, used of the Lord to help push forward. Like I think you're teaching one. You just this, promoted from la, from a Sunday or so ago about the feasts of right. Israel. Yeah, you know, and
1: out of Leviticus. I know. Right? Everybody knows Leviticus, right? But you're, I,
0: my guess is you're going to engage the Bible, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely.
1: Impact classes are a place to come and engage. You're not going to just be a student to just receive content. We design the classes for you to come and participate.
0: Yeah, interact. And help,
1: and help you. It's a place where you can slow down and ask questions and interact. Absolutely.
0: Sounds like a good place to put in humble effort, huh? There you <laughs> go.
1: Humble effort.
0: <laughs> Love it. I know.
1: Yeah. So th- I think this is so helpful because I've noticed this in my own lifetime. And I know we talk about it a lot in the culture, but even in my own lifetime, I've noticed a culture where generally people honored the Bible, I would say, or or might, you know, had respect for it to where if you take it seriously and you really believe it's God's word, it just, it's, you're kind of weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's just constant attacks to push, push it away, push it away, push it away. And I think we have to stay as a community all the more vigilant to stay dialed in to the Word of God.
0: Yeah, and Scripture would bear that out. We don't have time to go into that, but yeah. the the trajectory that you just mentioned is is true. Scripture tells us to expect it. Yeah, and just press in further to the timeless principles. Yeah. and precepts.
1: Anything else you would add about engaging the Word?
0: I, I'd say to anybody who's shrinking back right now and and says, you know, I don't, I just don't. I don't believe I've got it in me to do it. I'd say some enemies whispering in your ear then, the enemy perhaps, because God said that he, Jesus said he'd send the spirit to help us and illuminate truth to us. And, you know, just engage the Bible, do the best you can. Like you say, you said it when you preached, raise your hand, you know, ask, you know, say, hey. You know, we will look at that as a sign of kind of heroic courage, not a sign of weakness. That's right. That's a good step, not a bad step. That is a
1: great step.
0: Yeah. So that's what the body of Christ is all about. So I'd say don't stay shrunk back. Just
1: press forward with one next step. Amen. The last thing I would add is something we stress around here is we are not engaging the Bible to add to knowledge. Knowledge alone puffs up. Mm. But this is a, a block to grow our faith, to ground our faith, but also to go out and do these next two things, to pursue Christ centered relationships and share the good news of Jesus. It cannot just stop right. in our in our closet, in our in our quiet time.
0: Yeah. They're 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 sort of they are interconnected. You can't separate
1: the that's right. the three. So. That's right. Okay. I, that's great. I love it. Well thanks again for hanging out with me this week, Eric. Loved it. Join me next week, Eric. Yes. Yeah. And we'll continue to talk about pursuing Christ centered relationships. All right, see you all next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Fellowship Around the Table. If you would like to learn more,
0: go to fbctulsa.org.